Welcome to the Foreigners and Fathers podcast, where two nerdy parents take on the quest of parenthood. This is a podcast where we will share and compare our experiences when it comes to life as immigrants, new parents and some other things in between. Welcome to episode 8, on the quest for starting a family. So, hello, hello, thank you so much for being back another Hi, week. Bruno. Hey, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. How good, are you? good. Fine, fine, thank you. Um, a little bit tired because uh, sleep was a little bit complicated last night. But other than that, I'm doing fine. It's just, I think, or we think, I should say, that Nimdim is, is uh, bur- bursting out more teeth. So oh, yeah. I, yeah, so that might be uh, affecting her, her sleep pattern. And also, she, she had a heat stroke. So that also she had a heat her. stroke. Really? Yeah, not nothing like super terrible, like super bad, but she did feel a little bit like bad, and she had a tiny fever. Nothing that a little bit of medicine really quick didn't fix, and that's it. But yeah, so it, it's been a, a mm. rough couple of nights. How about you? How's everything on your side? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think that this is gonna be not too bad, isn't it? Because we reached episode 8 until we had to mention that it was actually a bit hard to sleep and it's not just you it was uh, it's also been a bit hard this past week for me and I'll get into that in a second but uh, I mean starting a, f- uh, a podcast about family and having children and a baby so young and we made it eight episodes without having to say that we are struggling with sleep so I call that a victory um, <laughs> but that's a really any... good shout actually some people <laughs> might even think like wait a minute this People are saying that it's a parenting, and I haven't heard them complain about the lack of sleep once. Precisely, so, precisely. Like, this is just so that they know that we're keeping it real. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, just to answer your question, uh, yeah, it's it's been a little bit hard this week. Um, uh, Nico has basically recovered from a respiratory infection and he went immediately into tonsillitis. Uh, So he basically recovered from something and then he got something else. So it was a little bit hard. I think it was our first challenge in terms of how we can cope with having a a nil baby at home because in the past when he was ill we had someone else over and we had some help but this time we you know we had to miss work we had to make arrangements and uh, um, at the end of it we get a a sort of prize isn't it and the prize is that we still have to pay for nursery even though he didn't go uh, any day last week uh, so that's always fun as well um, but you know I'm happy that he's almost fully recovered now and uh, he was in very good spirits today he just you know um, I was going to say walking around but he's not walking just like moving himself around quite a lot crawling around and just hanging on to objects and crawling everywhere so he was in very high uh, spirits when he came home so you know whew, that's that's a relief <laughs> yeah it sucks about nursery though that's another thing that is a a good thing to touch on that it's it, it that is another one of the the struggles isn't it the the resources that implies taking care of of other person other than you and the fact that yeah if they're sick some nurseries like yours are like, well, we don't care. You you still have to pay. It's like a subscription. Just because you doesn't come, you don't come, doesn't mean that it's not gonna be paid. So yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's it's just a combination of factors because obviously the kid is ill, so you feel bad. You feel bad because you're not getting sleep. You don't go to work, so you might have to spend annual leave or you might have to, uh, um, you know, not earn money. And uh, you also still have to pay for nursery. So it's like you're always losing in that situation. But, you know, what can you do? This is uh, This is what we signed up for and at least he's getting better and that's the most important bit. So... Yeah, at least that. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's good that we that we mentioned it because you're right. We so far has only been have only been touched on the positives, which don't get me wrong, they're still there. Like I, I was thinking, I'm not gonna say it because it sounds very cliche, but when it says it, when you said it's one of the struggles, I was gonna say, but it's worth it because it is. But it's also nice to be able to touch on the parts that are. Not oh yeah, so no, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it, it was, it was, it was like. A shit 
week not week like shit couple of days and mostly well uh, yeah let's say week and having to stay with him and struggling to sleep and all of that but um it is it is what it is and we just have to go through it but it was hard it was hard so um uh, so yeah but we're here and he's getting better so that's important and uh, yeah well, so, that's that's yeah. good, and it's good that that he's fine. Sorry, I didn't mean to to cut. No, you no, off. no, 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 go for but it. But because we were talking about all of this, I was actually thinking that it ties good with the the theme of today's episode. Because correct, obviously, yes. you know that these struggles are gonna be there. No one goes into parenting thinking it's gonna be smooth sailing all the way through. So. Well, I mean, some people do, I, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I guess, but it's not the norm. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not. Yeah, exactly. So, given that you do know that you're going to have these struggles and everything, what what made you say, still, I want a child, so why have a child? Yeah, I mean, so, when I was looking, you know, we, we prepared these episodes a bit in advance, we give ourselves some, some topics, etc. And I'll tell you something that I was struggling a little bit was just like splitting these and talking about these in terms of what is it that we really want to talk about in terms of starting a family. And I had to kind of look back and think, okay, I think that what would be nice here is talking about the decisions leading up to starting a family because I was confusing it in my head initially with like the pregnancy and the process of going through the pregnancy and having the kid and I was like no no let me dial that back so starting a family and I think that that's a very important question like at the end of the day we know the biological instinct in terms of having children etc but from from a different perspective so from the perspective of but why a bit more rationally a bit more personally why bring a child to this to this world and i think that for me i found something that someone said online that was really resonated with me and for me having a kid is basically being able to experience the world for a second time right so f through the eyes of someone else obviously but being able to do that so if you have you ever and this is something i'm asking you but have you ever been um in a situation where you thought okay well oh my god you know these books were amazing i wish i could read them for the first time again or i wish i could you know watch star wars for the first time again or read this manga for the first time you you felt that before right yeah yeah definitely and now that you mention it, I completely understand what you're saying. And I also take it to the next level of, oh, not only do I wish to be able to experience it for the first time, I also, it's that feeling you get when you find like a really good series and you recommend yeah. it to everyone because you want to see them experience it for the first time. That's but exactly it's not what the it same is. as seeing a kid experience kid things for the first time because you're not going to go and recommend me, for example, oh, it is this really good a Portuguese cartoon for babies that I think you should watch, mate. Because, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm not going to tell you, oh, mate, you should definitely look at Mexican Sesame Street. It was amazing. Because, like, it doesn't make sense. But you can teach it to your kids and show it to them and see their reaction. And it's really funny that you mention it because I was reading online recently and it resonated with me. That someone said, I don't know how much I agree with it, but it resonated with me that someone said, having a child is always going to be a selfish action. Because at the end of the day, you're having it for yourself. You're not having it for the child because you don't know if the child is how they're going to be uh, in the yeah. world. There, yeah. Literally no one is asked to be born. So that that is a thing. But also... Uh, so it, it resonated for with me, not because I completely agree with it, but because I was thinking precisely of, oh, I wish I could experience everything for the first time and I want to see it. But I also very, I'm very conscious that I don't want to clone myself, not because I don't like it. I mean, yeah, that would exactly. be really cool, but I don't want to force my tastes. Like, I don't want to be like, look, I love this book when I was a kid. And if she doesn't like it, to be well, like, well, you're going to like it either way. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I absolutely do. And I think that that's one of the uh, difficulties uh, in, uh, uh, you know, trying to 
get them to love what you love, but also giving them their independence and giving them their own taste and things that they will love and they, maybe they will even show you. So you're going to have things to, to talk about and to learn about as well. Um, I sort of look at it like having, having a kid is kind of like starting a new game plus you know you finish not finish uh, hopefully you know that's still a long way a uh, long time away but it's kind of like you're playing a game and you really like the game and you've learned quite a lot about it and you're like okay well can i experience this game but actually already carrying something else from from before uh, with my ex with my experience points and everything and it's kind of like creating a new character but bringing something else into it and that's the way that i look at it uh, but as you say it does have its own sides because it's like you don't want to carry everything uh, from one experience to another you don't want to force anything to 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 another experience um uh, so yeah, that's that's where the difficulties lie. Uh, but I think that having a child, I know I see a lot of arguments online sometimes, and I'm sure you do as well. Which is kind of, you know, why bring a child to the world if there's only suffering, if there's climate change, and there's all these horrible things that that can happen, and the future looks a bit bleak, uh, isn't it? From our perspective, you know, we've gone through economic crisis more uh, more than, than once. So it's kind of like, why bring someone that is going to experience that? And I think that, call me naive, because probably I am, and maybe there's a part of me that is just a biology trying to make me optimistic. But I, overall, I'm optimistic about the future. Not because I don't think that these issues will happen, because I think that they will happen. But I, there's a, there's a part of me that trusts that humanity will find a way to resolve this. Um, you know, I think that the future, when I think about crises like climate crisis, etc., for me, the future is always about how we're going to uh, resolve them. And I think that it is inevitable, but I also think that we are going to make things, we're going to be able to repair a lot of it because there's technology that we haven't invented yet, etc. Um, but yeah, that's just me being blindly optimistic. No, I, I completely agree. And it's not only optimism like for example uh i i for, i see what you i want to acknowledge that i i completely agree with the point of why bring them there's all this fat like crisis and everything uh, but i also since i was uh younger i'm not exactly gonna say when because i don't even know when it started but i, I always true, felt yeah. a big pull for trying to make the world a better place but mm. uh as I think I was having this conversation with you some time ago, I also know that there's something that is not going to allow me to completely change what I don't agree with yeah. in the world. Which yeah. I'm not going to go into details because that will be too politically charged. But basically, I know I lost battle when I see one. So for my part as well is, well, but maybe I can just raise one other human that shares my values and then they can contribute to do more to the good like basically it's adding to the pool of good people i know that sounds selfish and, and self-righteous like i think my way of thinking is good people but you know what i mean like i cannot change the whole thing but i can change small things and one of them is bringing another team player to the the good team so that, that I'm also optimistic in, in that way, like you. It's like, well, I cannot change the world, but I can raise a good human, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that that's, that's a nice sentiment. And, you know, when we've discussed this in the past, it's kind of the conclusion that we reached, isn't it? Like, you can't do much. Like, you can't change on your own uh, a system of government. You can't change on your own... Uh, injustices and end homelessness etc etc but what you can do is you can change the way that you behave personally when you find this you can say no I'm not okay with this um, you can in those kind of changes they are small they're gradual but they are important as well uh, they may be insufficient there's an argument that can be made there but at one point you can only do what you can only do and at if 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 you can impart impart that into someone else, then uh, I think that that's a, st a positive step forward. So yeah, definitely um, agree with that. Um, so so looking at this, uh, 
when when you think about having a kid and everything like what do you think satisfies you uh, in terms of having the kid uh, in the future because for me it's kind of like leaving a legacy as well i do have this sense of like leaving something behind and if i don't have a kid i feel like um this always brings me back to that uh disney film coco and it's like you die two times isn't it like the first time you die and the second time when the the last person who remembers you dies on earth and it's yeah. kind of like leaving some sort of legacy leaving some sort of memory behind uh, as well is what uh, um, attracts me about having a kid which yeah, no, i guess it is selfish in a way but that's in what a good I way i think that's why it resonated with me because that's that's the part that i understood it i understood it as uh quote-unquote good selfish because i have the the same thing i i i'm my, my whole family is about looking where you come from and, and inheritance and and the legacy uh, not the surname per se because surnames change a lot but Look at your ancestors sure. and what have they accomplished. And you're made of all these little pieces that they are. And basically, they made me feel like I'm standing in the shoulder of giants. So I like to to contribute to that chain. You know, put my link in it and, and continue the history of what my family has been and, and where it's going to be from now on. Because you're adding, too. It's not just, like we said, it's not just a clone of me. They also have in my partner's side and everything. So... That's going to be yeah, very rewarding yeah. and seeing them develop into their own person and seeing their own taste and it's just going to be incredibly rewarding. And also, if I'm going to be incredibly honest, it's because it gives me an excuse to be childish for a bit longer without oh, yeah. having the, the, the societal pressure of come on, grow up. It's like, no, I'm going to go to the park and I'm going to play with stuffed toys and I'm going to talk in silly voices and it's OK because <laughs> I'm doing it with a toddler. So that that's also something that was a good motivator for me. That was like, yeah, that's that's gonna be cool, being able to be like silly for a bit. I go to Disney and be like, look, it's Winnie Pooh, and go and run and hug it, and all of that. Yes, you know. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I can see that. Um, I think that's that's part of it for me as well just that excuse to be a bit childish and just keeping that part of you alive isn't it and for me as well there's a little bit of curiosity and it's a bit silly but there's a bit of curiosity as well to see like what is the the mix for like a child born between me and my partner like who what's he going to get from which of us like in terms of personality is he going to be stubborn is he not going to be stubborn and is he going to get my nose or not nose and like there's a certain curiosity almost scientific curiosity yes a bit devoid of the emotional side but just like huh interesting you know and just kind of looking at it like observing that (laughs) yeah yeah completely a hundred percent there's not even a way for me to rephrase it because that was it yeah (laughs) and i also wanted to mention on the new game plus because i love that that uh comparison i absolutely loved it it it's just it's not just sharing what i loved it's also being able to give the advice that i wish someone could have given me oh yeah 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 Especially yeah, and, then, because, and then having and them not I, listen to it. Yeah, exactly. And I know I'm hammering it on every episode, but it's because I'm barely coming to terms with it myself. But knowing that I have ADHD, if Nim Nim were to have it too, being able to have someone there that quote unquote knows how to deal with it is like, oh, I'm just going to feel redeemed in a way. You know, it's like, don't worry, I, I got you. I know how to handle this, which it just feels right. good. It feels like almost traveling back in time and helping myself for some weird reason no i i get it i get that but when you know talking about uh th- that's all very nice in terms of why start why have a kid why start a family etc but starting a family doesn't come from um just like wishing it isn't it so there's there's certain requirements and every every person has different requirements and different things that they want before they want to start a family some people that requirement might be um, a bottle of alcohol and but other people might plan years ahead and they might need to say i need to have my career uh, midway through etc so uh, but what i'm curious about is our experiences and what our requirements are so for you 
what did you have to say like i i can't have a baby or, or i really don't want to have a baby before i have these what is these what is the criteria well it, it again ties beautifully with the new game plus because you cannot start new game plus until you have beaten new, the regular game so sure. for me that criteria was and it's actually quite mellow i think i think if I were, because obviously you have something in mind that you think, okay, until I meet this criteria, I'm not going to have a kid. And then you grow up and you're like, that criteria is almost impossible in my circumstances. You're either yeah, going to have to lower that. the, you either have to lower the bar or resign yourself. So yeah, my bare yeah. minimum requirements was being a house owner mm-hmm. in a place that I want, and maybe not even a house owner. I was lucky enough to be a house owner. But for example, if I were still living in Mexico, maybe that uh, it changes on circumstances. It's circumstantial. Yeah. But yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in my current minimum requirements were being a house owner and being a house owner in a neighborhood that I will be happy as a kid. Because as I said before, I am a city boy, but I also like, like nature a lot. And I like kids to be able to be kids until late in the afternoon, go out, play mm. in the park, not having to be supervised with a helicopter parent all the time. So I wouldn't want them to grow up in a city that I know that every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you better have a curfew of 5 p.m. Otherwise, you might like run into some rowdy people, you know? So that was one of the yeah. requirements. Yeah. The, the other one was to have a, a steady source of income, a steady job. That was incredibly important. Like, I, I obviously, I would like to, for example, have a lot of savings, whatever the case, but... As, uh, uh, the steady income was a must. I wasn't going to risk it if I was, for example, freelancing and I didn't have uh, savings or if I was a contractor and I didn't have savings. I, uh, so but what I needed was to know that I wasn't going to go into financial debt because even though it's sad and it's I'm going to make a specific point because there was a moment in which I thought I'm not going to be able to have kids because I, I cannot afford them, literally speaking. And a lot of people with kids gave me the advice, which, I mean, thank you for giving me the advice, but I thought it was terrible advice of, if you think about that, that it will never happen. You just have to (laughs) to go for it and things will settle themselves out. And I was like, yeah, that is horrible. Like, I know, I know there's a whole generation that think that, but that's part of the reason why we are how we are right now. So no, yeah. I'm not going to bring someone to struggle. I want them to be able to maybe not be rich, but if they ha- want a toy every like two yeah. months or something and they've been behaving properly, not even like extremely good, just properly, being able to give them that toy. Or if they want mm. to go to this park or something. Yeah, exactly. Comfortable. Not. I don't want them to be suffering, uh, lacking. I don't know how to properly translate what I'm thinking right now, weird, weirdly enough, because it's a phrase and I cannot translate the, the phrase. But yeah, I don't want them to experience lacking. And they will, and it's obvious, but I want to reduce that to the minimum. And the, the last one was an actual cutoff date. I didn't want to have kids after a certain age because I know I could. But I didn't want to because I want to be involved. I want to be able to play and tussle. And for example, I love martial arts. So I would love for them to be able to practice if they want. And I would love to be able to teach them. So I don't want to be a a guy that is going to throw a kick and like throw a hip out. I want to be able to get involved with them. So I didn't want to be too old. Those were my minimum requirements. But that being said, even though they're very common, I don't know if they're everyone minimum requirements so i'm curious to know yours which we obviously were going to go into but mostly because i want to see what i already said i thought i already said a bottle of alcohol mate it's just that yeah no but that bottle (laughs) of alcohol came from somewhere mate (laughs) (laughs) uh no it's uh yeah i mean it's it's fairly similar uh i don't think you know i never i don't think i ever sat down 
and make the calculation and go like, okay, this is when I can afford, this is what I need to do, etc. etc. I don't think it was like to that level of detail or anything. What I think it was is just like subconsciously I had this criteria um, uh, and I think one of them is very similar which is just having my own place uh, being able to afford a house like I there's something about the idea of uh, renting with children that for me causes me a bit of anxiety and uh, you know it's hard to say this because if we might have people listening to these that do rent with kids and that's perfectly fine so again this is my personal criteria this is what i would like and i know that some people have their criteria and they can't reach that criteria and uh, you know that's that's absolutely fine i'm not disparaging anyone here but um fortunately i was lucky enough privileged enough that i could reach some of these uh, requirements and as i said one of them was to have my own place um other one was that i didn't want to have a paycheck that goes in and out in the same month and there's no savings aside so i wanted to have savings already but i also wanted to be able to still save every month even if it was a small amount i still wanted to have like okay um it's not going to be straight in straight out you know what i mean another criteria which wasn't super super uh, needed but it was nice to have uh, would be to have a, a car as well um, just because you know with a kid it, it it makes your life easier if you have a car um, and I think that was mostly that, that was in terms of the more practical arrangements and practical requirements I would say that the all other thing that I would like to do is um, experience more things as a couple so I've been together uh, <clears throat> with uh, my wife for uh, 11 years now and uh, um, we have been lucky enough that we have been able to experience a lot of things together such as traveling etc and I wanted to do everything that I set out that we set ourselves out to achieve before we started having a kid like we didn't want to have a kid and think like oh we have a kid now but we never went to Japan or uh, we never went back to Argentina we never went to the US and thinking like oh okay we'll go there someday with him no uh, we wanted to say like okay we've done this so we feel like we've had our experiences as a couple you know what I mean yeah definitely and I share that, but I also have to say that, unfortunately, I couldn't do everything I wanted. And the reason why I'm mentioning it, I'm mentioning it? I don't know. It, I, yeah, it always sounds weird. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, it sounds weird. But anyways, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying it is because I, oh, I don't know what's happening with my tongue today. This, this isn't the communication the episode. episode. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Have... What happened? This is... That skit yeah, is yeah. over. Yeah, this is a normal episode, not the communication yeah. episode. We we left all the blah 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 blah, blah on the communication of, uh, episode. No, we didn't. But uh, we, yeah, my sorry, my skit, <laughs> my my memo got lost uh, in the yeah. Memo. <laughs> I thought it was a reshoot. But uh, anyway, given the the start of today episode that we're mentioning also the the quote unquote negatives or why quote unquote the negatives, I also want to say that it's also a point that you have to reach a compromise. Like yes, I traveled. And yes, I lived, but I think if I had the opportunity, I would have mm. done it even more. But I did reach the point yeah. in which is like, okay, it's either that or this. So I did have to reach a compromise and I preferred having the baby, especially because I can still quote unquote do it. And in this case, yes, the quote unquote applies because it's never going to be the same. Like I think I was telling you that... I want to go back to Japan, for example, but I want sure, to experience yeah. now the more rural sides of Japan, right? But that's going to be harder with a kid because rural parts are not really for kids. The kids mm. want more adventure and entertainment. So obviously, if you have a very chill and relaxed and interested in farmer's life or something like that kid, then yeah, it'll be a hoot. But normally, by common standards, Rural travel is not for kids, it's more mature, so it's not going to be the same. But at the same time, there's also the fact that I can go back to Japan and I can go, for example, to Universal and go to the kitty toys, that, I mean the kitty place and games and attractions that I normally would not even look at. And now being like, yeah, I can see them enjoying it. So it's just an exchange. I don't see it as a loss, I just see it as an exchange. 
But yeah, there, it's also worth mentioning that you are going to, to have to sacrifice a lot as a, as a parent. It's not just yeah. uh, the, okay, this is it and, and everything is as I want it. You do have to make the decisions and you do have to sacrifice. And there's going to be moments in which you're going to say, oh, this new game got released for the Switch. And it's like, yeah, but Nico really wants to go to that piano lesson and I cannot afford both. Well, I guess it's going to be the piano lesson. And you might even feel bad about, I don't what? Know, about no, you. No, Switch game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I wish to say that I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. But am I really? I mean, yes, because I'm deciding to do it. But I, there, I know myself. And there's going to be a part of me that is going to be like, damn, I wanted that game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, it's what you were saying. There's always a point of sacrifice. And it's like uh, people have different thresholds and people have different lines about where they start sacrificing some of their likes and some some of what they want to enjoy in order to actually uh, make their kid enjoy something more but i think that that's part of the reward isn't it is you get to see them enjoy yeah you might not have that switch game but you know if if the kid wants to have that piano lesson then that's going to be even better isn't it and a lot of the times they won't like it you know you'll be paying for it you will be depriving yourself of the game and the kid comes home and he doesn't know how to play the piano or maybe he he likes to play the piano uh, but um it's you know he has other requirements or something so there's always going to be a trade-off but um but you know i'm here for it and that, that's it really yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also going to be frustrations. Like, I can already tell. Well, I'm basing it on how I was when I was younger. But it's like, oh, I want to go to... Just to continue the example. I'm going to go to piano lessons. And then you sacrifice the game to put them through piano lessons. And then and the second class is like, oh, this is so boring. Actually, I don't want to go anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be frustrating. But, yeah. Hey -ho. No, I still see it. You know, I've got, I've got a brother. Uh, I've got a brother who is... Um, 22 years old and uh, uh, sometimes like it wasn't too long ago that he was a teenager and you know it's weird because I've left my home for you know my parents house for, uh, for a long time ago that I left and I still saw a lot of the same struggles that they had with him as if he was just a pretty teenager and giving him a few things and him not appreciating but them not really understanding that they need to give him freedom so that's still happening so you know we've got that to uh, look forward to but i'm all here for it and that's why we wanted our new game plus isn't it exactly but that is talking about future uncertainties right but yeah. we are quote-unquote lucky enough that we live through a historical event which was covid which technically we're yeah. still living through it even though people are not talking about it because i guess it's out of sight out of mind but it it, it definitely marked a before and after in the whole of society so how did it affect your prospect of starting a family and bring a, a, a kid? Like how did it have an impact at all? Did it not have an impact? It's so weird, isn't it? You can really tell, like, I don't know how we're going to see this in a few years, but you can really tell the before and after of COVID. Uh, at, least, at least for me, and, and this is a bit of a, a side note, but I can't picture myself starting a new job willingly unless i had to but willingly to uh, and work five days from the office again i just really like working from home i have the same productivity working from home why force me to go into an office you know and if you told me that three years ago that you know uh, oh by the way you're going to have to work always from home or you know I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it that uh, I would have that option to work from home. And now I just take it. It's not taking it for granted, but I really, really, really want it. But as you yeah. said, it did come with its disadvantages. Um, I think that, you know, especially in those first years, I think the earlier we go back to, to uh, COVID and how, you know, different countries, different governments dealt with it, uh, the trickier it gets uh, I don't know how much you remember from those first few weeks first few months but mate it was absolute nightmare wasn't it yeah uh, people didn't know it was know... very chaotic it was chaotic like people didn't know what to do and I remember those like first two weeks of lockdown everyone was home you could like almost hear the silence in the street like 
it was unbelievable literally the the pollution in the world went down etc it was like a breather for the world wasn't it for planet earth and i i think like it made it more difficult in a way i do really appreciate and i do really feel for the parents that were parents without knowing that covid was going to hit them can you imagine be becoming parents in like that first month of the lockdown or something like that made absolutely a nightmare like at least at least for us when we got our family it, we already knew that covid was here etc but it it's it's difficult because you 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 can't have as much family support um there's a lot of stress and anxiety about dangers to the baby, especially in those early times where we didn't know how much it affected babies, how much it didn't. It turned out that babies were fairly protected, but we didn't really know how much it affected uh, even pregnant women. So there was all the, that stress and anxiety um, that was added. Um, and on the other hand, you know, working from home means that nowadays I get to have a lot more freedom um, to move elsewhere and work from a different place. Uh, flexibility about starting a family as well. Like, uh, for example, at the moment I'm trying to work compressed hours um, so that I get to spend uh, a day a week uh, with my son. Um, and not having to commute. Like, commute is probably one of the worst things that you have to do in your adult life. Like always hated it when i had to go to school when i had to do anything else uh, i hate commutes always hated commutes Such a waste, a waste of, of time. time and and uh, um yeah not having to do that as much and only having to do it every once in a while and because you kind of define it yourself uh, it, it's a lot better it actually makes it appreciate work and appreciate the social connections you have there because you're not forced to go there every day yeah no i completely agree actually I think that a lot of people may have gotten a certain uncertainty, but for me, because of my lifestyle, I think it actually helped me take the decision. It's like, oh, great, now I don't have to commute, I can work from home, I haven't got the the extra cash that is saving on the commute, perfect. The only thing that I found weird is that I kept reading in the news that there was a boom of babies because everyone was inside and they were bored, <laughs> so they were only yeah. having babies. And I remember my partner and I say to everyone that will lend an ear saying, by the way, we planned it. It was just a coincidence. It wasn't <laughs> we, you, oopsie baby. Yeah, we you weren't bored or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it, it's I'm basically the same as you. It cemented my, my resolve and it benefited me in the, okay, that is, that is fine then. Let's, let's do this. So, so uh, yeah, so yeah, so so you were saying that uh, obviously you were telling people that uh, oh you know by the way uh, we didn't uh, we didn't uh, this wasn't a, an oopsie baby or anything this was actually planned so did you did you tell your family that you were trying to have a kid like uh, did did you tell anyone that you were like okay yeah we're going to have to try to have a kid or something not per se or not specifically. But again, I since I was twelve, I always expressed my my willing to and my desire to be a dad. And mm. when my my mom came over, I was always told her, "Well, I, I'm going to start a family and everything." So they knew the the prospect the was there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I didn't specifically want them tell them like, "Oh yeah, we're started trying." Because for me, that's always been very awkward. Because people know how babies are born. So going to friends and being like, yeah, we're trying for a baby. is basically you're announcing, yeah, we're having sexy time shenanigans. Which for me was always really awkward. So no, I never told anyone, yeah, we're, we're trying. It's just we, uh, who, knew, uh, who knew me knew that it was a, a, a project. Who didn't, it just came as a surprise, I guess. Hmm... Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair enough. I, I Did you tell you. your family where you were like, by the way, we're starting to try for a baby now? Oh, no, 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 no. It's exactly the same feeling. Uh, it's it's a little bit awkward, isn't it? What I what I did it was a little bit different. So I kind of, you know, in, 
I'm saying different, but no, it was actually similar. It's, I just prepared them in a way. So when we started thinking about, oh, okay, we might have a kid soon. Um, what I mean soon is like within the next year or two, we might, you know, we wouldn't mind having a kid. Um, I just kind of let my family know that. I think it was like around one of the Christmas or something. And I just said, oh, you know, you never know. In a Christmas or two, you might have a, a, a grandchild to take care of. So, you know, be ready for that. Um, especially because of my mom, you know, she, um, let's just say that she doesn't like feeling old and she doesn't like, uh, uh, feeling that she's, she's aging or anything. And the thought of being called grandma or the thought, the thought that she would have a grandchild, it's something that she had to, um, to, uh, get to terms with in a yeah, way as well. So I had to prepare her. <laughs> I had to prepare. My dad was a bit more chill about it. He was kind of okay. But yeah, with my mom, it was a little bit like that. But so I remember... it wasn't the typical mom of, when are you going to grieve me a grandson? Oh, no, 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 no. No, for fortunately, I was very lucky with that because my parents were never like that. They always gave me a lot of space and they always gave me a lot of freedom, you know, to make my own decisions. And that was one of them. I'm not going to say that they were perfect because there's obviously been times where they were a bit pushy and they do have their opinions um, on on some stuff. And uh, I'm sure I'll get to it at some point in, this, uh, in these episodes. And there's something that they do with... Nico's name that sometimes drives me a bit mad um, um, but uh, I remember talking about like people talking about conceiving and everything I remember when I was in school maybe in like third or fourth uh, year uh, of school and um, you know a, a class of uh, innocent kids and just all cheering because um, our teacher um she, we, someone had asked her like, oh, you know, oh, teacher, when are you, when are you going to have a, a baby? When are you going to have a baby? And her just like facing a, a, a class of like eight-year-olds and just going like, well, you know, my husband and I were trying, and we were like, hey, yay, you're trying, <laughs> you know, uh, ah, which, that's so you cute. know, her. It's cute. In hindsight, it's a little bit like, ooh, I don't know what was going through her mind, but uh, uh, but yeah, it's that, that, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really cute. Now, I'm going to throw a curveball heel, uh, heel here, and a ask something. Heel? Yeah, a, a curveball. So I'm going to oh. ask something that you're not expecting, and feel free to say no. I don't really want to answer that, and that is perfectly fine. Uh, if you don't want to answer it, I won't delete it. I will let in the podcast know that you don't want to oh answer it. Oh my goodness! It. But I'm yeah, good. but but if you like, were you expecting a boy or a girl in a specific, or were you one of those parents that are like, nah, I, I don't care? Oh no, mate! I, I made sure it was going to be a boy. You know, there there's certain foods and there's certain things that you do that, um, and some like. Wait, yeah, really? Uh, I don't want to go into detail, but yeah, no, I made sure I would like eating spicy food. No, I'm joking. Obviously, I'm joking. Um, oh, no. I was like, for a second there, I believe you, I was like, wait, what? Can you program that? Do you use no, you Adobe can... or Python? Like, <laughs> No, you can't program that. And uh, it's not really something that uh, I was uh, minimally like interested in. When I say interested in, what I mean is... I didn't really care one way or another. I didn't really have a strong preference or anything like that. Um, but um, making a bit of that, making that joke, it kind of made me lose track of what you were actually asking. So was your question just whether I was hoping for one or hoping for another? Yeah, so, okay, I'm going to rephrase it. So everyone will, whenever they ask me, like, oh, what do you want, boy or girl? I will sure. say, okay, so the, the real honest to, to the gods answer is whatever, as long as they're happy and healthy. And, yeah. and the healthy can even be debated. As long as they're happy, I'm, I'm okay. And by debated, I mean, like, if, for example, they have, like, asthma or something, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, they're not healthy. So as long as they're happy and generally healthy, that's the real answer. If I get mm. to be picky... I was hoping for a boy, not because I would prefer a boy, but just because when it comes to puberty, I, I would have the advantage of knowing how to tackle it. Now I'm afraid of 
Nimnim going to puberty and, and being like, oh, and I'm like, I don't know what to do either. Chaos, let's go ask your mom or your grandma. <laughs> I don't want to be not able to, to provide help. So that's the only reason when I was uh, wanting a boy. Because like, I could be like, oh, don't worry, I got this. But now I am panicking a little bit. Like, what am I going to do? But yeah, that, that was basically my question. Is like, would you, were you preferring a boy or a girl? Yeah, I mean, you do know that you are doing this with a partner, right? So I'm sure that, you know, she will have that kind of experience that she can part on to, uh, to your kids. So, you know, you can just let go and she, I'm sure that she will she will help her. She will help Nimim. Yeah, no, of course. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. It's just I, I, I don't like because not you being in control. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like yeah, not yeah, being yeah. in control there. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't, you know, uh, as I said, like I wasn't, uh, I didn't have a strong uh, preference one way or another. It's kind of what you were saying, um, as long as it's healthy and happy and everything, like for me, it's fine. I think here's what I, I want, right? And this is where it starts getting a little bit tricky. If I have a second one, I would like it to be a girl because I would love to have the experience of uh, a boy and a girl, you know. Um, yeah. So, so that's 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 my preference. So now I have a preference, and you know, this might not matter. You know, they might have their own ideas and their own trajectories, etc. But from a personal perspective, uh, now I, that's what I would like. I would like to have a girl. So initially, I didn't have any preference. Now I would like to have a girl. If I had a girl first, then I would probably like to have a boy. You know what I mean? Just so yeah, I can exactly. Have the experiences of both. Uh, so my preferences will probably come a bit later. But you know, if I have two boys. I have two boys, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and going on that. But there's a way to come to of, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so going on that subject of of preference and choosing, let's take it to a next level and say, will you adopt? Oh, will I? Uh, no, I mean would, not will. I'm just saying, would you? Is that an option for you? Yeah, for a moment there, I had to like, I had to actually go back and think in my head, like, oh, will I? I, I don't know. I don't know. If no, I no, 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 no. Uh, would you? <laughs> would I adopt? Um, I, you know, yes is my answer to that. Would I adopt? Yes, definitely, I would adopt. Uh, unfortunately, adopting is not as easy or as simple as it should probably be um when i was looking up online some of the requirements just out of curiosity they make it seem like it's a it's very easy and they even say stuff like oh you don't have to have a, a high income and you don't have to have these uh like oh you don't have to have a high income you just have to you just have to prove that you can have a room for your kid to live on their own like that they don't have to share a kid with or they don't have to share oh my god sharing a kid they don't have to share a room with anyone else with another kid and i'm like yeah, but if you if you have a low income, you're How not can you really prove going that? to have yeah. that, isn't it? Like you're not going to have a house where you can have a room just for that one kid, like which already puts that barrier up, etc. So yeah, it's ridiculously um, complicated. But basically, your answer is like yes in the principle of adopting. But not yes. in the reality because of all the hurdles there um, is on it. Maybe, maybe the reality. It's not something that I'm thinking actively about. Uh, it may be in my future. I okay. don't put it aside. I so I guess in principle, maybe in reality because of exactly. circumstantial uh, uh, situations. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it does seem mad, doesn't it? Like any two people, again, bottle of alcohol, any two people can have a kid, even if by mistake. And, you know, they're... You know, that, that's what happens now. They have a kid. They have to take care of it, even if they don't really have the perfect conditions, even if they don't have a room for the kid to live by, their, uh, by themselves. Uh, and then if you want to adopt, if you want, like, so many kids that would give anything for just a loving a family, parent. Like, a, yeah. a family, not really caring whether they have a room for themselves or not. They just want someone to actually love them. And having so many obstacles, so much of that, it's... It, you know, it's really sad. Uh, I do understand some of it, but it's still really, really sad. And, you know, it doesn't help that it is still, you have to go through an agency and it still costs like 10 to 15k to adopt. Yeah, so that doesn't make it any easier. Like, again, low income families can do it too. Can they? I, I mean, I guess, but how is a low income family going to have like 10k disposable income to 
to adopt a kid, isn't it? If they're low income and if they don't have any savings, like, yeah, it, it doesn't really work in practice. But, but, you know, enough about what I would do. What about you? Would you adopt? I mean, short, long story short, no, not really. And mm. I, I always feel bad about giving my answer because I feel that there's a really big, dumb reason why. And now there's another one. So there's two big ones. The first one okay. was there from the beginning, and I think it's very dumb, but it ties back to the fact that I was raised on my family history. So every time, mm. for example, I do, I show my love for gardening, for example, my mom will say, oh, your grandpa used to love doing that. You remind me so much of that. Or they laugh a certain way. And some of my uncles will say like, oh, that's just like your great grandma. So there's always comparison to my, my family, right? And I always felt like yeah. a composite of that. And having an adopted kid, it will be very difficult for me because I wouldn't be able to say that. There will be a laugh and then I'll feel like, oh, that's just like my laugh. And it's like, well, is it? How is it? Laugh, obviously, mm. is a dumb example because laugh can be copied because people see other people laugh. Sure, sure, but sure, taste sure. and stuff like that. And yes, there's a whole debate of nature versus nurture, but it's still complicated, especially the way I was raised. So that was the dumb, selfish, actually, um, I feel ashamed of having that reason, but I'm, I'm decided to be completely honest on this podcast. That is that reason. And the other one that I do feel is justified now is because now I have a natural born kid and I don't trust myself to not show a preference. It will be okay. the most cruel thing to adopt a kid that deserves the best they can get for their parents, especially if they're already in the circumstances that they needed to be adopted, just to always be reminded that you're the adopted kid. And I don't know that I won't have that bias. Yeah. Again, precisely because of how I was raised, I don't know that I can untether myself for that bias and not show that, well, yeah, it's they say something like, well, of course you're doing this, Nim Nim, you're my daughter, you know? And I will hate to, to bring that suffering and again, you could argue like, yeah, but at least you're not keep you're taking them out of the system. That is still way better. No, it's just no. it's just not not some, not an existence that I think anyone should have. Like your parents should be there for you a hundred percent. And because I have a natural born kid, I don't know that I could do that. It's selfish, it's dumb, and it might even be mean, but it's is the reality. I think you know. You're saying what a lot of people think about adopting, right? So you're not saying. You're not saying something that is completely new. A lot of people think that, they just don't say it. And I think that, you know, you're being honest. And I think there's a certain merit to that. I think it's better for you to be honest about it and not bring that suffering rather than someone going like, kind of virtue signaling and just kind of like, no, no, I would do it, I would do it. And then they're actually wouldn't feel they wouldn't do it properly or they would feel like there is a difference to their other kids, etc. So... I get it, and I appreciate that you're being honest about it because I, I think that that uh, um, makes sense. So, yeah, thank you for that. It it really does make me feel better about it. But like I said, it's it's all about being truthful and sharing our experience. And uh, exactly. I want Nim Nim to be able to to know that I'm, I'm what she's hearing here is is the truth. So I think it's important to be honest. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when we raise kids, and I think this is this is a, a very good one f for me as well. When we uh, raise kids, what we want is we want them to be better than, than we are, isn't it? Like, I hope I'm better than my dad, and I hope that my son is going to be better than me, because that's just, like, if they're not, then I'm not going to say that I failed or anything, because, you know, sometimes it's just the way things are. But this is my wish. I want them to be better than me. And, like, looking at that, maybe you're raising Nim, and maybe you're raising Nim to be the kind of person who wouldn't differentiate, who would be very happy to adopt him. So Exactly. You know, that can happen as well. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, always looking towards that. Um, so, going back a little bit to, you know, starting a family and the conditions and bringing back the, the element of being a foreigner here. So, it's obviously, it's not the same to have a kid in the UK and have a kid in Portugal or Mexico, which are quite relevant for us. Obviously, in any country, they have their own systems. But uh, for us specifically, um, what, um, what what do you see in terms of the uh, benefits of Mexico compared 
comparing to uh, the UK. So what would you say that this is slightly better? This is slightly worse? How, how do you compare? Oh, this is way better. Like, I'm just gonna go in a, in a short list because I don't want to touch on the whole uh, project. Of... Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's way better. Like, Mexico parents, male parents, fathers, just have five days of paternity leave. And that just started in 2012. That's it. Moms get 12 week, but it's usually a quote-unquote forced in by the employer to take six months before and six months... Uh, sorry, six weeks before and six weeks Oh my goodness, after. I was going to say six months, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Six weeks before and six weeks after, which kind of sucks because if you want to save it up all the way to the end, you can't. Like, you can, but you get really pressured into taking it sooner. And... It's also weird in the fact that there's a lot of kids in comparison to the to the UK. So, it, it, because you mentioned the the benefits and everything, I don't know exactly how it works uh, in terms of benefits because I never inquired into it. I don't know even if there are any benefits for having kids, but I do know that I personally would look would look at it differently because there's a whole bunch more of kids depending on where you are and it goes down to basically low social class they have a ton of kids middle class they have one or two and then higher class they have a lot ton of kids again uh, so it's it's different in hey that middle class is winning again uh <laughs> sorry so I, was, I said middle class is winning again, isn't it? Like not not being able to have more kids, it, it's it strikes it strikes the middle class worse than everyone else. Like low income class, they're always going to have more kids for one reason or another. The high earning class is going to have more kids for one reason or another. And there's the middle class stuck in the middle, just like not being able to do one thing because of both reasons. Anyway, um, uh, that's just a side note. But in terms of uh, um, uh, the uh, benefit um, it's what I find interesting is that you're saying that in Mexico lower because there's some lower class uh, in some areas uh, they actually have a lot more kids whereas I feel like for example in Portugal because there's some lower classes etc there's just no conditions to, uh, to start a family over there so I when I when I think about my life back in Portugal etc I barely remember seeing you know mothers pregnant uh, walking around and everything just you know with their bumps I really don't remember seeing it that much like seeing a woman pregnant in Portugal it, I remember it being like a rare event whereas in here in the UK I don't know if you've experienced this but I remember especially in the first years like Everywhere I look, every day, it's just like there's so many pregnant women, there's so many uh, uh, families going around, and uh, it just really goes to show that there's a much higher fertility in the UK than in, than at least in Portugal. I experienced it backwards because yes, I saw a lot of m like mothers, especially young mothers, surprisingly enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But nothing to compared to Mexico because again, the lower class in Mexico has ton of kids like a lot i'm not gonna go into the whole uh, sociological reasons as to why but okay they really are and again when i say lower class you have to consider that at least for where we are in brighton and their surroundings i haven't seen anyone in the same situation of lower class as in mexico when i mean lower class in mexico i mean you're gonna have to go and sell bubble gum in the corner while the red light is out that's what I mean, lower class. And they have... Yeah, yeah eight, like proper ten, poor. Yeah, yeah, they have eight, ten kids that live with their parents in the same room. And you always see the mothers pregnant with their belly while carrying <sighs> other four kids, like grabbing them from the hands and struggling to have them keep up. So no, for me actually it was a decrease. I was like, okay, here it's a little bit more organized if we're putting it in a, in a way... So it's interesting coming at it from two different angles. It's it's certainly interesting. Yeah. Um, in terms of benefits, I also think that it is uh, better. I mean, in terms of benefits and everything in Portugal, um, uh, mothers get three months fully paid maternity, but I, there's some limitations in how uh, how soon they can take it. I think they have to take it a maximum of one month before and uh, up to like 
two months after. I, I don't know exact the exact dates, but there's some limitations on that. Um, and um, it, it's baffling to me because they only give three months. And I look back at Nico and I think like, I couldn't imagine taking Nico to nursery at three months old. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's been through so much. Like, now it's fine. I see it okay because he has his own personality. He's a, he has his own kind of uh, things to do and his likes, dislikes. And I can see him proper interacting with people. But at three months, you know, they just kind of feed and everything. And just the, just the thought of leaving a child at three months and my mom had to do it for me and you know for my uh, for my for my siblings so you know they went through that and they survived in a way but i just don't looking back at leaving nico at three months it just kind of hurts to think about you know what i mean yeah and again mexico is the same because like for six weeks is about three months give or take a little bit less actually yeah that's true that's so true yeah it, even a little bit less yeah it's yeah. a little bit less so i completely see where you where you stand normally what happens in mexico is that you have someone relative like a relative that can help you out not with everything but so that the kid is in nursery the least possible again because families are so huge and for example you get married and you get married into a family so all the uncles live together with all their respective wives and there's basically a whole bunch of people, but yeah, it's it's baffling, like you're saying. It's I I couldn't picture myself putting Nim through that, let alone myself and Holly, which will be jarring enough. But putting Nim through being in nursery at three months old—that seems—I don't know—I'm exaggerating, but it seems a little bit torturous. Like, no, poor baby. <laughs> so yeah, for me it would be torturous. I don't know if if for Nico, but for me it would definitely feel torturous. <laughs> yeah. So given that that those differences, if you were still in the in Portugal, would you have a kid? Like, would you still go for it? Um. Well, it's it's, it's difficult to say, but I think. I would, maybe, maybe is, is my answer. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. But I wouldn't put it out of the table, but I don't think that I would be in the same position that I would be now. I think it would depend on how much family support I would have, what would be my financial and professional situation, how much free time I would have, because I wouldn't want to do it to only have like two hours a day or something. Um, and I, what I do know is that I wouldn't feel as good as I feel now about giving them a good quality of life, you know what I mean. Um, so that's that's what I was that's what I would think. But what about you? Would you have it if if you were in Mexico? I I think the will will still be there, but I don't know if I will meet the minimum requirements. Like what we were saying about starting New Game Plus once you beat the actual game. I don't know if I would have ever considered myself with the game beaten. So I will definitely have the desire and the and the will. But I don't know if I would. It's it's very circumstantial, like you said. I don't know if I will meet my minimum requirements. Obviously, they would have probably changed to adapt to my surroundings. But it's it's a pretty much impossible question to ask, it, it, to answer. I mean, it's very subjective. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, it is very subjective. Uh, but... Um, what what I do know is that it's what I mean. Like I feel good about the, the decisions that uh, that I've taken until coming here, and I feel good about deciding to have a kid here due to the benefits, due to all of that. And I think that if I was in Portugal, I feel strongly that I wouldn't feel as safe as uh, as I am now. Uh, so there's that to take into account. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've covered quite a good. Um, uh, surface area in terms of you know what led us to um, having uh, thinking about starting a family uh, why starting a family here in the UK what we would uh, be able to do differently here as well um, so I think that we'll probably leave it here for now um, and I think that next episode um, can be an interesting as well so next episode we're going to go over um how it was with the uh the actual pregnancy so actually being pregnant going through that process i'm sure there will be some differences to the uk and some aspects specific to the uk uh talking about that and there's also going to be a bit of a surprise uh on that episode as well in terms of what we're going to do uh, but i'll leave it to you to listen to it in a week's time or uh, to listen to it right away if you're just catching up in the meantime time um, you can follow us on the normal pages uh, at this point in time i think i've created at least like 
we've created at least like Facebook and Twitter and a few other pages, maybe Instagram. So we're going to be at least on those um, uh, unless they have uh, gone bankrupt by the time you're listening to this, maybe, who knows. Um, and uh, so follow us on there, uh, look for us. Um, if you want to share anything about your experience as a foreigner, as a father but not a foreigner uh, if you just want to reach out to us and give us some feedback uh, or topics that you'd like us to cover something that you'd like us to talk about um, send us an email to contact at foreignersandfathers.com the uh, email will also be in the description so have a look out for it and just let us know you know what made you start decide to start a family uh, and did you have any uh, sort of requirements yes uh, I'll yeah Oh no! Sorry, you were gonna say. I was just gonna say that I'm very excited to hear what listeners my their their minimum requirements. I'm I'm always very curious about that. So I, I I'm yep. looking forward to reading the the feedback. Yeah, same here, same here. We're, like, we're really looking forward to that. We really want to build a community, go through some of these experiences with you. Maybe you have a young kid as well. So, you know, we're all in, in all of this together. And you know what they say, it doesn't take a person or a family to raise a kid. It takes a village or something. So, you know, um, that's if, if you're in the same boat, do let us know what you're going through as well. Um, also, please remember, by this time, we're now actually going to start talking about if you can subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Um, if you can leave us a review on your favorite podcast app, um, it would really, really help us um, to decide you know, what we're going to talk about and get us more um, visibility as well, get other people interested doing a bit of this together um and uh yeah just check the description about any relevant links and resources about today's episode as usual you can listen and even see my good friend bruno here on his twitch channel he streams games um sometimes um like fairly regularly i'm sure you can see him uh, playing some games on twitch his handle is at mariachi viking and uh Please listen to us uh, next week and uh, join us in in um, in you know on this campaign that we have for parenthood. And Bruno, thank you very much again for today. I wish you all the best and speak to you again next week. As always, it's been a pleasure uh, sharing this with you and with all of our listeners. And I'll see you next week. Bye. See you. Bye bye. Bye.